Hey guys, welcome to Talk Alchemy. It's me, Tyler, your host. Hope everybody's doing good today. Hope whenever you guys are finding this, whenever you guys are listening, I hope uh, you guys are good. I hope you guys are doing great. I hope everybody's happy and healthy and staying COVID-free. Uh, today is actually the eve of the election. It's November 2nd. That's when I'm recording. And, you know, I have to apologize. I did tell you guys on Instagram that I was going to have a Halloween episode for you. I'm I'm really sorry. I actually didn't do that. I wanted to release an episode based around Western esotericism, magic, uh, Aleister Crowley and his craft of magic. And I just, I had something else on my mind. I had written down some notes. I was doing my research. And just considering what time of the year it was with what was coming up with the election and everything, I gotta say, I wasn't, I just wasn't feeling it. Like, I felt like this next episode I had to say something about the current moment that we find ourselves in. You know, right now, it's gonna be a 2020 election, Biden versus Trump, where all kind of just holding our breath, seeing what's going to happen. And I felt like I had I had to talk about it. I couldn't let it go by without saying something. So, you know, right now it's it's already nighttime. It's already like 9 o'clock. And I'm sitting here like recording all of this. And uh, hopefully I can have this up by today in a couple of hours. Um, but yeah, just wanted to, you know, talk to you guys about all this stuff. There's a lot of tension. There's a lot of fear. It's absolutely a historical moment. You know, the COVID-19 happened this year. There's been the the BLM protest due to George Floyd's death, uh, slaying, actually. it's It's been a lot. It's been a lot. You know, Trump has been abysmal as a leader. Uh, Congress is not doing its job. Congress is just as abysmal as the presidency, in my opinion. Now you have, you know, Trump picking another Supreme Court justice, and the stakes have really never been higher. I don't think we we I don't think we understand how to navigate this moment that we find ourselves in. You know, I you know, me politically I'm I'm a liberal. I definitely lean liberal. I have certain things, you know, inside of me that lean conservative, but you know, look, I'm I'm a gay guy from New York City, like I'm mostly a liberal type of guy that don't I really identify with as a Democrat. I usually vote Democrat just because of the duopoly that exists in the system. But uh, I, I usually recognize myself as more of an independent. I don't just go along with uh, whatever the Democratic Party says. And uh, yeah, this is something I really want to talk about because there's something going on, guys, which I... I don't necessarily know if a lot of people understand what's happening in the current moment. We have a massive problem where, and I've talked about this before on this show, about the failure of our institutions. The failure of our institutions to provide us with viable options for governance. Viable options to actually get get things done. You know, it's it's unbelievable the level of incompetence the level of corruption that exists within our government and it's funny how in some people i don't think they understand what's actually going on like it's it's funny because let me let me put it to you this way i have a lot of liberal friends and people who you know vote democrat just like me and it's funny how i find i find a lot of people saying oh you know Trump is so terrible. I'm going to go vote for Biden. Obviously, we need to just stop Trump from happening. You know, this is uh, this is the moment we need to seize so that we can finally take back the White House and get this guy out of here. And it's funny how some people, I don't know, it's like they don't care about the candidate. They don't care about the fact that 
so many that we've been duped. We've just been completely duped by the system. How did we end up with Joe Biden as a Democratic nominee? How did this happen? How did we end up with, I mean, out of out of most of the candidates that were there, I, I you would think that the Democratic Party, if it actually cared about what we want, what we as, as liberals want in this country, or even as a whole, as what people in general would want as a better alternative to Trump, considering how high the stakes are, how could you place Joe Biden at the helm so that he could be the candidate for the Democratic nomination? This doesn't make sense. Like, it, it really doesn't make sense. How did we end up with Donald Trump, who I believe is 74, Joe Biden, who is 78, like it doesn't make any sense how how have we come to this place where we now have the oldest candidates who have ever run who are now running for the presidency what is happening what is happening to the system and it's funny how it's like everybody has become so polarized where it's funny how if you don't if you say to anybody look uh trump is terrible and i don't like him but i don't like biden either I've gotten a lot of negative reactions from people when I've shared my sentiment that I don't think that Joe Biden is actually going to be a good thing for us. And like, it's so funny because I, I, I find myself running around like a dog, like a, a dog chasing his tail sometimes because you're either, it's like you're either with us or against us kind of mentality on both sides, on both sides. It's, oh, you either like Trump or you don't like Trump. And Trump has to, if you if you do like Trump and you support him, he has to be blindly followed. And everything he does is is right because the, the, the entire system is so corrupt, it doesn't have any truth to it, that, oh, if something is said against Trump, oh, well, obviously that's the deep state. Obviously that's fake news. And it's kind of deluding people to the point where it's like, okay, so what, where, what do we believe? What do we believe in actually? It's it's disturbing to see how information has become so corrupted by the institutional failures to give us adequate information. And it's happening everywhere, everywhere. And I think COVID-19 really revealed this problem. I mean, you have the World Health Organization who it, it seems to be that they are corrupt. They're giving, you know, conflicting information about how to take care of yourself. The CDC is doing the same thing. Are masks good? Are masks not good? I mean, obviously, it's better to wear a mask. I completely support this. But the CDC and the WHO are like rolling back regulations saying, oh, well, you know, maybe it's not so good to wear masks. Maybe it doesn't actually help. At the beginning of the pandemic, they were saying it wasn't good. And they were saying, oh, well, you know, we're, we're, we're running out of PPE supplies for our medical community and those who work in that field and they basically said oh yeah you shouldn't be wearing a mask and people were accepting that it was like oh well you know they're only saying that so people don't buy up all the masks and then create a shortage for those like doctors and nurses and patients who actually really need them but you know eric weinstein made a great point on this this exact topic where he said if you continue to do this if you continue to slight the narrative away from something that is objective and scientific then how far does it how far does it go before you're saying complete and utter lies to get to get your the needs of your narrative met how, like like it's like the system is trying to protect itself so it's lying about things and placing the blame on on us it's 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 putting us to the fire and making us vulnerable think about that whole statement they're saying Oh, you know, you shouldn't wear a mask because we failed, we as a government failed to provide 
adequate masks and personal protective equipment for those on the front lines of medicine. So we're going to lie during the worst pandemic that has occurred in over a century. And we're going to tell the common people, the citizens of the country that, oh, you know what? No, you shouldn't wear a mask. What? What? Like, this doesn't make any sense. I'm going to say this a million times. Just none of it makes sense. And it's funny how we're kind of just like, we're just kind of like letting it happen. I don't get it. I don't get it. Like, I don't understand why people think that even Joe Biden, like, how is he going to be a helpful candidate? And I've heard the argument over and over again. Obviously, Trump represents an ideological disaster. Disaster. He had horrible handling of COVID-19. He has been an arbiter of spreading false information via Twitter, via his, his briefings. Everything that comes out of his mouth is in some way altered to try to make him look good or to just kind of confuse the entire situation so you don't actually know what he's talking about, but he just simply places blame on other people. He doesn't take responsibility for himself or for his administration or its failings. I mean, he he's basically saying right now that, oh, you know, uh, COVID's going away. It's fine. He's campaigning that COVID is, is uh, not a problem anymore. It's clearly a problem. There's 47 states where cases are rising rapidly. I think I think today, just today, I heard that we had like 100,000 new cases as a country, which set like a new global record or something. This is a complete failure. And obviously Trump has stated, oh, but you know, this is all the, also the failure of previous administrations. Exactly. Exactly. This is this is a, a, a fundamental failure on all levels. This is a, a failure from... Every administration going as far back as World War II, I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll say that. You know, why don't we have, why don't we have any procedures or guidelines or stockpiles to ensure that these things don't happen? This is the United States of America. This is supposed to be the greatest, most productive country in the world. How is it that? We've gotten to this point where, oh, we don't have enough hospital beds. We don't have, uh, we don't have capacity to deal with. Everyone's getting overwhelmed. The medical community is overwhelmed. The hospitals are overwhelmed. Oh, uh, we don't have enough masks. We don't have enough ventilators. Where do we live? You know, I want. I really want to ask you guys. You guys, as the American people that I'm speaking to, all my friends from here in America, and hello to anybody else who's you know living uh, across the across the borders and in any other country. Uh, but to my American brothers and sisters, you know, why are we allowing this to happen? Why are we accepting any of this? And how is it that we think by reaching back to Joe Biden from this disaster of Trump? Guys, do you like Joe Biden? Joe Biden came from the last administration. He's been there for like 47 some odd years, something crazy. And he's made a career out of politics. So now we're reaching back from this total point of destruction where we've gotten with Trump and we're reaching back to Joe Biden because, oh, Obama made us feel uh, all fuzzy and warm and cuddly and we're supposed to accept his vice president as some type of, some type of I don't know, alleviation, a, a cure for this, this, new, this new crime family that's come onto the scene in the form of the Trumps. We're going to go back to another crime family, which is the institutions who have been there for God knows how long, for ages, we're going to reach back into someone who's in our Senate who has done effectively nothing for us in all these years, who has added to the problems of, you know, 
the growth of corporations, the corruption in the government, all of these problems that we're having, no health care, no universalized health care, all of these problems, and you were expecting him to somehow fix this. And it's funny how complacent people have gotten. I don't get it. I don't understand this complacency that people have. It's like, it's like I feel like people are sedated or heavily medicated or something like that. I don't know. Is everybody just taking too much Valium and Xanax and, and all these other drugs or something that they're numb to the situation at hand? And, you know, look, I created Talk Alchemy so that I could have very interesting conversations. I want to, you know, bring interesting ideas to you. And I just felt like this was something I just had to say, how there's something wrong with how we make sense of the world. We're being programmed into these duopolies that don't work for us. The Democratic Party has not been the Democratic Party since the Clinton era. I mean, even when once the Clinton era began, it's like something changed in politics where we had the duopoly that existed then of uh, the Bushes versus the Clintons, Bushes versus the Clintons. And we existed in that paradigm, even kind of up to Obama, because Hillary Clinton was still on the scene making a mess of things. You know, supporting Obama and all this stuff, and then you had, you know, obviously you had Bush. That was a that was a nightmare in itself. Horrible handling of nine eleven brought us into this, all these wars across the Middle East. Started all these um, all these terrible, terrible projects in the Middle East that were. I mean, come on, they manipulated nine eleven so we could go to war with these people. Why were we in Iraq? What is what was the entire sense of that? And then you had Dick Cheney, you know, coming in with Halliburton to then create giant deals over there so he can make money and rebuild the place. What the heck is going on? Like, people, we got to, like, wake up or something and realize that the system is broken. Nancy Pelosi is not going to help you. Bernie Sanders is not going to help you. Mitch McConnell is not going to help you. You know, I remember sitting at a table at lunch, um... A couple of maybe this must have been in about January, and uh, I was working at a hotel at the time, uh, and it was crazy because I was sitting at lunch with these people who this was also this was in California, and I was sitting at lunch with these people. We were they were having a conversation next to me, and I was kind of just listening. And I was just a fly on the wall. They had said hi to me. These were two people that I worked with, two coworkers. We're having lunch, and this was around the time when. Nancy Pelosi had ripped up the speech during the State of the Union address. Um, so I, so maybe it was January, December, somewhere around there. They were talking about it anyway, about uh, how she did this and how it was such a great thing, how much they loved her for standing up to Trump and making a statement by ripping up his speech. Guys, like, I couldn't believe what they were saying. You love this woman in a state like California. I lived in California for three years, and it was... It's a beautiful state. It is a gorgeous state. It is a gem. It is a gem. Its beaches are beautiful. It's the best beaches I've been to anywhere in the country. It's 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 mountains, it's it's forest, everything about it. The national parks are amazing. But that state is completely failing. Completely failing. If you go to downtown LA, there's like I don't even know. It's like a bunch of like 50 square blocks of just homeless people. It's like the tent city. It's it's like the apocalypse, like Mad Max happened or something where you see people who look like, I don't know, they went to the seventh circle of hell and they've come back covered in garbage and disease 
and filth, utter filth. These people, these poor people are living in filth because of our government's inability to help them because of the economic the economic disparity that's occurring that's allowing this many americans to be in the street i mean there's i mean there's feces in the street i was walking around in san francisco one day and it's such a nice city it's such a beautiful place has beautiful architecture it's hugged by a beautiful bay with you know the redwoods aren't far there's national parks right across the golden gate bridge the golden gate is the most impressive bridge i've ever seen in america and I was walking around in downtown and I literally saw a bunch of homeless crackheads open up this, uh, I don't know, it was like a little toolbox full of crack, meth, other sorts of, you know, powdered drugs and stuff that they were smoking out of all these bongs and pipes. They were just sitting in a circle on a busy sidewalk just smoking a bunch of crack. It was unbelievable unbelievable this was the city where all these tech giants were this was the city where there was so much money and influence where people are paying five thousand dollars for a studio five thousand dollars for a studio so you can walk downstairs and see people lying in their own shit and smoking crack and this isn't like an isolated incident this is like everywhere you see this everywhere in california so for people to be sitting at this table at lunch at, uh while i was at work and saying oh i love nancy pelosi she's so strong she's such a she's such a symbol for us you know she's she's so uh she's so provocative are you guys kidding me like what are, are like people we're deluded these people have programmed us into this system where you're either a liberal and you support everything that liberals do and you support everything that the Democratic Party does or you're completely against them. And if you're a Republican and if you don't support, you know, all the conservative values that they have, you're not with them either. And I don't even understand. Honestly, I don't even know what the hell the Republican Party is doing because I don't even feel like it's the Republican Party anymore. I feel like there's the Democratic Party. And all these neoliberals who are, in my opinion, not real Democrats, they've gone completely off the Richter scale. They're, they're nonsense. They've devolved into nonsense. And then you have Trump, who's kind of being like this placeholder for the Republicans because the Republicans don't know what the heck is going on. They're just sitting back and taking a backseat because they have Trump, who I guess they have to politically support but I don't really see them outraged about anything. I mean, okay, you had like John McCain who would go against him and whatever, and a couple of other Republicans. But largely, they stand right behind him like, oh, it, you know, it's Daddy Trump. We have to stand behind because we don't have any protection from the Democrats if, if we don't follow this guy. Guys, aren't you upset? Is nobody else upset that they've done this? I mean, why are we allowing this to happen? You know, tomorrow's election day. You guys, we all have to go out and vote. I'm going to go out and vote and do my civic duty. Uh, I still, honestly, it's 9.30 on November 2nd. I still do not feel comfortable casting my vote for Joe Biden. And I definitely don't want to vote for Trump. And I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm being gaslighted. That's what I honestly feel like. It feels like my government has completely left me in a position where they say, oh, you know, you have the right to vote, but I'm not going to give you any good option. Every option is going to be an option where you lose. As a matter of fact, you know what? Has anybody ever seen the movie Alien versus Predator? 
yeah, you know that that great film from two thousand and four, where the alien uh, from the movie Aliens uh, in back in the seventies and eighties with Sigourney Weaver fights the predator, that other alien uh, that Arnold Schwarzenegger fought in the eighties. This is what it feels like. It feels like this is what's happening. Like Joe Biden and Trump are the alien and the predator. And the, the, the tagline of that movie was whoever wins, we lose. That's what it literally feels like. Like, I'm serious, guys. I feel like we are we are being caught between two destructive forces that have really no way out. For you guys who really believe that Biden is going to be the solution to these problems. And I understand Trump is horrifying horrifying we need him out but guess what we also need biden to go we need all of these people in congress to go who have been there for ages anybody who has affiliations with these large corporations needs to go needs to go all of these technocrats who are self-serving all of these companies like twitter that uh, twitter google facebook need to have better regulations and you know what we need to bring them into the folds of actually being public utilities so we don't have these problems like i mean look at twitter right now twitter i think the daily news posted a story where about hunter biden's laptop you know that linked him to all of these dealings and all this stuff all this massive corruption and they posted a story and twitter completely blocked it twitter like is blocking everybody who's posting a story saying it's fake news look i'm not saying i like that I like the Trumps and I, I like that how this is going to be a talking point for him and something for him to um, attack Biden with. I don't want Trump to win. I don't want Trump to win. But why are we able to just forgive that? That a corporation like Twitter is able to keep information from us, the voters, about these two candidates. You know what? Honestly, what I wish would happen tomorrow, because in some sense, you know, I want to exercise my right to vote. I want to exercise. I'm an American. I have the right to vote. They are not going to take that away from me. So I'm going to go to that polling station and I am going to cast a vote for somebody, for somebody. And whether it's Trump or Biden, I'm not not Biden, not Trump. Oh my gosh. I would never. But whether it's um it's Biden or some third party person, I don't know. I feel like I'm being painted into a corner where I'm going to have to vote for Biden because, like I said, I find Trump to be just an ideological disaster and this massive spreader of misinformation. And he's he's creating this strange cult around himself that gives people permission to be xenophobic. Even even if I mean, just, you know, like even the Proud Boys thing where he couldn't just say, oh, yeah, I denounce I denounce white nationalism or white supremacy right there you know and just said you know this is disgusting you people need to stop this right now we are in 2020 this is not even a, a an object for conversation anybody who is a white nationalist or a white supremacist or and you know what any form of racism whether you're black white spanish asian native american i don't care we are human beings people we are human beings we all bleed red we are all brothers and sisters on this planet we should all exist in love with each other and be trying to figure out this beautiful, beautiful universe that we have in front of us, this great mystery that exists all around us. There should be no reason to even have any of that type of hatred in your heart whatsoever, and it should be denounced everywhere where it is found. But, you know, it's crazy because I wish what would really happen tomorrow was that the people would get together and say, no, we're not voting for any of you. 
you know, we're not going to do this. We're not going to we're not going to sit here and take it as we've been taking it for so long. I mean, guys, what's going to change? I mean, how many of you out there who are listening to my podcast, how many of you young people and even people who are older, how many of you are in debt? How many of you couldn't afford to go to college? How many of you went to college and now you're you have anxiety because of the crippling debt that they've put you in? How many of you don't have health care or have adequate health care? How many of you have been affected by COVID-19? How many of you have lost your job? How many of you don't have anywhere to go? How many of you have been broken by 2020 and all of the years that have preceded it that have revved up for this moment? I understand. I feel you guys. There's so much pain going on, so much anger that the system doesn't reflect our needs, you know, and it's disgusting. It's disgusting. Yet, I don't think that any of us have to be gaslighted into voting for anybody. Why? Like, this is this is the way you destroy a nation, guys. This is how they how people do this. You play mind games where you make it seem like, uh, you know what? I'm going to have something so terrible happen. I'm going to have like a, like, think about it. Think about like what Hitler did with his false flag operations. He like burnt the Reichstag and the Capitol building in Germany. And then he blamed it on communist. And then he, you know, he made this whole red scare go on that was caused by him. You know, it's like they've put us in a situation and I'm not saying that it's, you know, I'm not saying it's intentional. I'm not saying I'm not being a conspiracy theorist to that point, but it's definitely being manipulated that Trump is such such a bad, bad leader, such an inefficient, incapable leader that now they feel like they could just throw anybody at us and, oh, well, he's not Trump, so let's vote for him. So let's pick Joe Biden, somebody who's so enamored in the institution, so enamored in politics for so long. It's obvious he's the guy is a puppet. The guy is a puppet of the party. I mean, guys, Joe Biden has said that he is a transition candidate. He has literally said uh, in when he was talking about who his VP was going to be, who he was bringing into his administration, he was saying, oh yeah, I'm a transition candidate, you know, I, we got to bring more people into the scene who could do his job. And even Harry Reid, the former Democratic uh, majority leader from the Senate, he had said, oh, you know, with Joe being 77, it's going to be the most important pick uh, for a vice president for a cabinet in uh, an election cycle I've ever seen. So basically, Joe Biden isn't even hoping to be there for eight years. Guys, he's 77. If he was there for eight years, the dude would be like 85 by the time he was done. I mean, will he even survive that long? I mean, they literally gave us a candidate who was 77. I believe he's the oldest person to ever like run for president. And the guy has, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people have heard this before, and there's a lot of Republicans who have brought this up and conservatives, but it's a a valid uh, assessment of the situation. The guy has even had brain surgery. In 1988, he underwent like two brain surgeries for like an aneurysm to fix like one side of his brain and then the other. Like, what? You think that somebody who has brain surgery, who has been in Congress and Senate for that long with all... All with not changing anything. How is this a good pick? Guys, we got to Trump because of these people. If you hate Trump so much, why would you choose a guy from the previous administration who basically is one of the reasons why Trump is in office and allowed this to happen? Guys, we're still going to suffer as the American people 
under either administration. Trump is going to destroy, you know, I don't want to be too like gloom and doom. I don't want to say like, you know, some apocalyptic event is going to happen, but we are so divided. They are dividing us so completely. They want you to be, oh, red or blue. They want you to be, oh, you're a woman, you're a man, you have oppositions. You know, they're creating all of these gambits and games between the sexes, between sexuality, between race even. And it's unbelievable. And it's on both sides. It's it's so weird how, like, let's take, like, race, for example, which has been in a huge issue, like, this year. It's like both sides are completely diluted. Both sides. Both sides are going way too far in either direction. You know, some people are saying things, like, on, on the right, oh, you know, this is all ridiculous. There's no pain that uh, the black community has gone through or people of color have gone through. You know, uh, they just need to, to man up about it all and, you know, just just stop. Stop whining. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. There has absolutely been systemic and institutional um, racism going on in the system for ages, for years. You can't just disempower an entire people who were once your slave class, never give them real opportunities or or equal opportunities to ascend economically and educationally and expect them to just be okay. But then on the other side, you have the the Democrat the Democratic parties and the, the neoliberal institutions who are making this ridiculous. Like they, it's like they want to segregate black people from white people, from from Spanish to Asian. Like it's like they want to cut clear lines between people. Where if you have anything to say, like like let's say like even this issue of like reparations. I'm sorry, I don't think that's a good way to move forward. I don't think it's a it's a good thing to give reparations out and kind of further divide people and say, oh, well, you know what, um, this thing that happened uh, all those years ago, you know, for reparations for slavery and all this kind of stuff, we're going to make the people of today pay for it. That's not going to help them. That's not going to help the black community. You know what, why don't you build better schools for them? Why don't you go into their communities, all of these communities in all these districts where these senators and congressmen and local officials are, are governing, why don't you go into those neighborhoods and beautify those neighborhoods? I mean, have any of you really walked through uh, a bad neighborhood with a ghetto or a, a hood in it? I mean, there's uh, quite a few here in Brooklyn and, uh, you know, in, in, in the rest of New York that I have seen um, pretty regularly. You know, I've walked through those neighborhoods. I mean, some of them are being gentrified a little bit. But, I mean, for God's sakes, you walk through some of these neighborhoods where there's still projects. It's disgusting. These aren't places for human beings. There's one on um in Chelsea in Manhattan. I don't know. the. It may be like the Robert Fulton houses or something. Don't quote me on that. I don't actually remember which one it is. But it's, it's right by the High Line, like on 18th Street or somewhere right around there in like a... Um, on 10th Avenue or something like that, on the west side. And I think it's called the Robert Fulton Houses, if I'm not mistaken. And you look at these projects, there's there's million-dollar condos, like, everywhere around it, beautiful pieces of architecture, you know, coming right up around the Google headquarter, around the Chelsea Market, around the High Line, all pointing, you know, toward the Hudson Yards. Gorgeous, gorgeous, multi-million-dollar homes. And then you have this decrepit, ugly like 1940s brick i don't know just nonsense nonsense it's literally it looks like a prison the projects look like prisons and then you see everybody outside look they all look disempowered they all look like fucked up they all look like they're disadvantaged that they're and they are they are when they're when you're in a situation like that 
economically you've been so grinded by the heel of the system that it's just a cycle that keeps repeating itself and it's funny how what have these politicians done to help these people to get out of the situation what are they doing I mean, you want people to ascend and you say, oh, yeah, we want to re-empower people of color in the black community and all this stuff. Yet there's all these gates. There's all this gatekeeping going on to actually obtain wealth. I mean, for God's sakes, even those of us who didn't grow up that poor, you know, I see I see my God. I see my friends who they grew up, you know, uh, middle class. There's OK. I have one friend who grew up grew up upper middle class and. She's paying like four hundred thousand dollars for uh, for a doctorate degree, four hundred thousand dollars, so that she could be at the top of her at the top of her field, and it's she's in like medicine and like uh, but not really like doctorate or anything like that. It was like PT. The girl is like four hundred dollars, four hundred thousand dollars in the hole. I have multiple friends that I have seen go to college and incur oh one hundred and fifty, two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. How do you work with that? How do you expect people to ascend? And you how do you expect these people who have been historically disadvantaged to ascend when the middle class is evaporating due to these problems? There's all these gates in between them and actually incurring real wealth in the system. This doesn't make any sense. Like do you guys see what I'm saying? Like there's a there's a narrative here where it's like they don't want you to look back at them. They're telling you, oh, hate each other. Hey, hey, oh, you don't support Donald Trump. You don't support uh, family values, American values. You're not patriotic. Okay, then uh, we hate you. We hate all of you. You, as our American brother and sister, we hate you on the other side. And then if you don't support, you know, um, if you don't support all this neo-feminism, all of this, all, all of this social justice crap, you know, and I'm, look, I'm, I'm a feminist, you know, I support women 150%, you know what, freaking female energy all the way, but when you start, you know, manipulating women, and when you start manipulating the pain that these people went through, so you can cover your own ass, and make it seem like, oh yeah, let's, let's do the Me Too movement, and then, then like, Let's use that moment, the momentum of that moment to destroy people who didn't deserve to be destroyed, who didn't do anything. People like Harvey Weinstein, you know what? Let them go to jail. Let them rot. Disgusting human beings. Disgusting. People like Jeffrey Epstein who hurt children and women. Disgusting. Disgusting. Dig the, the, dig the deepest hole you can and throw them in and, and lock the door behind them. No, disgusting, that is unacceptable. But they are using these things that have historically hurt us to destroy the reputations of others who are not those types of people. We've seen it time and time again. And it's this is what I mean about our bullshit detection, our sense making going completely off the rails. Why is it that why is it that if you're a liberal and you don't support Joe Biden and you're trying to be a little bit more sensible and saying, you know, we're, look, there's racial problems, but let's all help each other. Let's not draw lines between white and black. Even if you're white, you know, and you want to help out in the black community, don't say that, oh, you know what, you could never understand. So, you know, just get away from us. We don't want anything to do with you. We don't need your help. But then, you know, it's also funny, too, because what I've encountered, you know, I went to a bunch of Black Lives Matter protests and... um I, I supported and, you know, I got this weird vibe, strangely, from white people, mostly white people. It wasn't even people of color, white people who were being ridiculous, 
ridiculous, had horrible attitudes, were nasty people. You know, and I remember uh, one protest in Brooklyn in downtown near the Barclays Center. I had a speaker and I was tr- I was playing Les Miserables. I was playing um, Do You Hear the People Sing? Which is, you know, one of the great songs of revolution, of empowerment of the citizen. And this is even a song that recently was used in Hong Kong during their protest as an anthem. There was people singing that song to, you know, get freedom and liberty on the um to be, to be recognized with them. And I had this girl come up to me, this this white girl, and she was very upset with me. And she said, "Can do you mind playing something a little bit less white centric?" This has nothing to do with the French Revolution. This has to do with re-empowering black people. You shouldn't you shouldn't be playing that. You're not helping the situation at all. Like, girl, I'm over here marching with you. I'm a gay Puerto Rican man. And I am marching with you. And you as a, a, a little white girl come up to me and you're telling me not to play some theater. So I mean, for God's sake, I'm a gay person. I love theater, obviously. You know, <laughs> like you're telling me not to play something that empowers people and i had people singing with me all day as i was playing with this song i was playing this song i had black people come up to me i had spanish people i had white people i had asian people all come up to me and you know start dancing singing and they were like thanks for playing that like that's really beautiful like you know that's what this that song really means it's all about us being together and you know rising as one i had so many good comments and then i had this girl who you know comes up to me and says something like that and this is what i mean about the social justice arm of the liberal uh of the liberal movement that's completely deranged, that it's become just as deranged as the people in the right who were saying, you know, no to gay marriage, no to women's rights, no, they, you know, the racism, all this stuff. It's like, it's like, I don't know. It's like that became a non-issue on the, on, on the grander scheme of politics. It kind of quieted it up after the Obama administration, after Bush was out of office. And you don't hear too much about all that stuff anymore, but at least on the, on the national you know, level of media and all that kind of stuff. But now you have this deluded uh, left who doesn't even understand what the issues are or how the implications of it. I mean, you have people who are screaming things like, oh, you know what? I'm a, I'm a Maoist. Um, you're a Maoist? You're in, in the United States of America? You don't even know what that means. You say, yo, yeah, I want communism in this country, and I want this and that. And I'm not saying that all liberals are communists. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm just saying that there is a very far-off fringe part of the left that is controlling the narrative for the rest of us, and they are deranging the entire system. And our leaders are allowing all of this to happen. They're allowing us to become completely deranged for some reason or another. And I don't know if it's to get some kind of tribal mentality that they don't care, that they're supporting these kind of things. I don't know, guys. This is where we're at. This is where we're at. And guys, like I was watching CNN the other day and Nancy Pelosi went on to uh, to the Wolf Blitzer program and he was kind of pressing into her, which I was kind of surprised at. And he was saying, you know, Madam Speaker, why haven't you approved any more stimulus uh, for unemployment and the stimulus checks? Why haven't you sent anything out to the American people who are hurting? You know, families can't pay their rent. People can't feed their children. You know, there's, they're begging in the streets and you're just letting them suffer. And she got so pissed off and she was like, oh, you know what? We, those are our constituents and we know what they need. 
And she was so condescending with Wolf. It was crazy. She was like, oh, I'm so glad that you're so concerned about our constituents. And he was like, I am concerned because I see how much they're suffering. And she was like, oh, well, you know, we're, we're doing what we can. We feed them. And that's what really got to me when she said, we feed them. Who are you? What do you mean you, you feed us? You don't feed us, lady. We feed you. We feed you. You're there because of us, because people continue to vote for you. And you know, this is what I mean, people. We need to go out there and just clean slate everything. Don't vote for Nancy Pelosi. You know what? Don't vote for any of these people who have been there for ages and ages and ages. Demand change. Guys, demand change. The country is going to hell in a handbag. We are seeing the failure of the great American experiment. And we're... We're all contributing to it, guys. We're all contributing it to it by not being well-informed, by not being eloquent with our thoughts, by not seeing what's happening for what it is and not becoming deranged into anger by one side or the other. Guys, the entire system is messed up. The entire system. I don't care if you're a Democrat, if you're a Republican, if you're a Libertarian, if you're uh, an Independent, whatever, Green Party. I don't care. Guys, nothing's working anymore. Nothing's working. We're in crippling debt where in these ridiculous situ- geopolitical situations that don't serve us, the planet is burning, people. The planet is burning. You know, climate change is happening, and we're not doing anything about it right now, really. You know, it's we need to do something. You know, there's so many games going on inside of this political matrix that are not serving us, that are only using us, using us, the people, our money, the way that we consume uh, goods in the system, our momentum, Using our, using our voice, our vote to have these things happen. People, we need to do better. Or else, you know what? This country is going to fail. You're going to see the end of this country just like the end of the Roman Empire. And you know what? Don't be nihilistic about it. Don't be like, oh, you know what? Well, it's all going to hell. You don't know. You don't know in our cushy little American uh, little sphere. You don't know what it means for society to fail. You don't want that to happen. As much as I want to see the system, the institutions be fixed, revamped, redecorated, retooled, reworked, I do not want to see their complete failure. Because, guys, we don't have a plan beyond that. You can't have the system fail and then it descend into chaos before you say, oh, well, I guess we have to do something. Like people, you like your sewer systems, right? You like electricity. You like roads that are being paved. You like the fact that there's supply chains. You like the fact that you can go to a store and buy something. You know, come on, don't be stupid. You don't want the country to fail. Even though you have a lot of anger for the system, be angry for the people that are there. But don't let them take away what we have. Don't let them take away our home. Don't let them take away our values. Don't let them take away our spirit. Don't let them do that. This is a great place we have on our hands. It's a beautiful country. It's a, it's a beautiful, beautiful melting pot of ideas and people and love. There's so much love and wonder in this country. I'm so glad and happy to be an American. I'm so happy to call all of you my brothers and sisters. I'm so happy. I'm proud of us. And I want to continue to be proud of us. Is there things, is there skeletons in our closet? Is there terrible things that have happened in this country? Is there bad things that have gone on? Of course. Of course. But I don't think that that means we have to throw the baby out with the bathwater. We just have to do better. We have to do better, and that's possible, guys. We just need the chairs that are occupied right now. It's the chairs that we need. The chairs have power. The chairs are powerful. We need these these baby boomers who have eaten the next three generations. 
who have eaten everything from our future, we need to replace those people, get them out of the chairs, retake the chairs, and put people in them that are going to serve the people, the interest of the people to have this country grow and become something truly spectacular again because it is something truly spectacular. Anyway, guys, that's all I really wanted to say. Uh, I'll have another episode for you guys soon. Hopefully, I'm going to do the episode about magic and all that stuff. But I really wanted to talk to you guys about all this stuff. It's a scary time. It's unnerving. It's it's confusing. And I understand where you're all sitting. I understand where you're all coming from. I understand everything. I'm one of you. I just wanted to reach out and kind of tell you, you know, if you don't find yourself understanding the paradigm between Trump and Biden, you're not alone. You're not alone. You're not stupid. Uh, I'm here with you. Um, I'm the voice coming from the void, you know, from hyperspace telling you guys, you know, hey, something's kind of fucked up here, guys. So, um, yeah, this was this was the first episode. I don't actually have a script or I don't have any talking points or anything or notes. This was kind of just, you know, riffing. And I hope I hope you enjoyed it. You know, I I wish us all the best. I really do. I wish us all the best. I love all of you so so much. It's going to it's going to get better as long as we make it better. You know, we have to rely on ourselves. We have to rely on our spirit. We have to reclaim our spirit from the jaws of nihilism and reinstate our place here in the world. We matter. We matter. They're not, they can't continue to do this to us and we can't allow it anymore. So, you know, tomorrow, look, go out, vote, exercise your, your, your civic duty because they can't take that away from you. But, uh, you know, show them, show them that, you know what, you're still going to go do it, that you still care enough to go do that. But the hard work comes after that vote. Okay. The hard work comes. So, you know, Hope you guys are gonna are doing okay. Don't get too crazy. Don't argue with anybody. Don't, you know, have too much tension. Just sit back, meditate a little, take in the situation. And look, guys, just just get through this. We'll get through this, okay? It's it's all gonna be okay. At the end of things, it will be okay. It's just like I said, it's up to us to really take the reins back. So This has been Tyler with Talk Alchemy. Hopefully I'll have something a little bit less morbid for you next time. And uh, like I said, I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening today. It's always wonderful to talk to you guys. Uh, Happy Election Day Eve. And if you have any comments or thoughts or anything or you want to talk and, you know, uh, we could start a little powwow, a little support group on Instagram or something or Twitter, you can find me on Instagram at TalkAlchemy. And you can find me at the same handle on Twitter at TalkAlchemy. And you can also find me on our website, TalkAlchemy.com. And you guys can also shoot me an email. Um, It's also talkalchemy at gmail.com, all talkalchemy. So, yeah, guys, you know, I'll see you guys next time. Stay happy, stay healthy, stay weird, and be good to each other. This has been Tyler with Talk Alchemy. Thanks for taking the time to listen. I'll talk to you guys next time. (laughs) Bye now.